Oh, I get cap. I'm Austin. Fuck, dude, buddy. I am uh, sweating yeah. and not having a good time. <laughs> Why? What? I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I am. I am con- oh. concerned and and yeah. worried and and problematically uh, <laughs> watching these games. I woke up at uh, five in the morning, which is an hour that normally does not exist on my calendar, to watch my friends play Dota. And uh, first off, fuck we play because I guess they changed the schedule in the middle of the night, so the game wasn't till six. So I had to wake up an hour early and go back to bed. Fuck them. But. Um, uh, it's it's uh I'm I'm pretty sure that that, that Liquid is actively uh, in eighth place after only winning uh, one game, uh and and losing yes. five, and and yes. I am I am I am worried I am I am not. All right, so <sighs> to set the stage here because this podcast is gonna go out and the group stage will be either concluded or about to conclude. Um, so you Probably guys will have information. Conclude. Yeah, you guys will have information that we do not currently, but it is right now. It is the second day of groups. Second day of groups has yet to finish. Uh, there's still the last couple of games going on. Liquid versus LGD is about to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liquid is currently sitting at a score of 1-5. and five. They are very bottom, uh, right next to Beast Coast, who is 2-6. and six. And above them is TNC Predator, who is three and three. Meanwhile, Evil and Geniuses Team and Spirit. Team Enigma e- and Team Vici Spirit is three Gaming. and five. So, oh yeah, that, okay. Team Spirit doesn't have that good of a, a record either. Meanwhile, EG Enigma and Vici Gaming all have five wins. Enigma only has one loss, while EG and Vici have three. So that is where we're standing right now. So for anybody who's watching this. And they're like, what are they talking about? This is what happened. Like, we don't know yet when we're recording this podcast. It's so, the middle of the right day. Right now, day Liquid group. sucks. And they're in trouble. They have played arguably the two best teams in the group stage. <laughs> oh, lost all the games to they? them. Have they? Vici Gaming Enigma? You think those are the, the two toughest teams? I, th- I think, dude, uh, I... D- d- ILTW is looking looking pretty it's pretty looking pretty spicy right now. It looks like Nigma might yeah. might have might have figured something out between group stages or before this event. Uh, yes, I, I believe uh, the podcast that we did, I said that Nigma was going to be one of the teams that did not make it through the wild card um, because honestly, they they've just been kind of Meh. mediocre for the last year. I would say um, they didn't even impress me that much at the DPC um, this last season, where they again ended up in the wild cards. So, uh, yeah, I did not think they were going to go through. I thought IG was going to be able to go through. It almost was that way, except for IG lost a game against AS Monaco Gambit, that which allowed a tiebreaker to be able to happen. So I was almost right. Um, Team Secret did end up sucking, which originally my prediction had them go through, but then they just kind of looked bad. I do recall us talking about, like, I think that we both settled on Vici and Secret going through, but not being surprised if Secret also didn't go through. Um, and that's what happened. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, my, yeah, my original prediction was Vici and Secret, and that was because IG had a stand-in. Um, and then for after the first day, I really thought IG was actually going to go through because they they looked pretty good, even though they had a stand in. They actually looked really solid. Um, but then 
Ah, they lost a game against AS Monaco Gambit, who was already eliminated at that time. They had already been eliminated. They, there was no way they could make it through, and they still managed to take a game off of IG, and it forced a tiebreaker uh, between them and Nigma, which resulted in, uh, obviously, Nigma winning, and uh, they're the ones who went through. And, yeah, they, I mean, they, they have just been... They looked good in the wild card stage, and I feel like they're looking even better now in the group stage. I think GH is playing like he hasn't played in 18 months. Dude, Mind Control 2 is, like, hard carrying this team. ILTW, like, Mind Control is being a beast right now. I think he's actually playing the best of anybody. But ILTW, it feels like he's actually clicking with this roster. Whereas before, I felt like he was actually more of a liability. Now he has been rock solid. Uh, this this whole event, or at, at least day two of wildcard and, and day one and two of group stage. He has been really good for Nygma. Yeah, Nygma's been looking super solid. I'm, I'm happy to have them impressing us. Like, I think that, it, I think that it's cool, yeah. and, and I'm excited to see them play in form. They, I, I would be more disappointed to not have Nigma even before this whole like OG drama and stuff. I personally like Kuro's story more than OG's. Yeah, sure, like back to back TI champs and that sort of thing. It'd be shame not to have the reigning champs at TI, but for whatever, I just like Nigma as a story, as a whole, their players, their captain, like all, all across the board. I just like them more. Um, so I would be excited to see them. Uh, get their shot, uh, get their invite to TI um, based off of the, the <laughs> if, performance of this major. If OG doesn't make it to TI, which I'm assuming they're not going to at this point, does No-Tail start to put mm -hmm. the ages back on the pedestal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do they fly him out there for that? When, when did a TI champ, because cause Valve always re-invited the TI champs no matter what. And then... I think this is the first time it we wouldn't got happen. Into... We should fact check yeah. that. Someone's going to fact check that and be like, well, actually, Joey. Um, but, but I, I mean. Uh, or, 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 well, a team just, Wings, Wings? Wings ended up disbanding, right? Before TI-8. Yes. So, like, they, they disbanded shortly after their uh, their TI win, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, um, or after TI-6. Dude. And then it was OG. Yeah, I, I think this might be the first time that the reigning champs, still as a squad, or almost a full team, would not make it. That's some ESPN Oof. stat. There, 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 there's like some weaving to get to that conclusion. But yes, and <laughs> I want I want to see Seb put the Aegis on the pedestal and then walk over to the commentary desk and be like, Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> um... <laughs> Man, I, yeah, yeah I, Enigma right now looking super hot. I think that uh, we were talking about how the Singapore major was was Dota that was played really fast, and it looks like this major is Dota that's played potentially even faster. And it looks like Holy Locket is a good item. <laughs> yeah, Holy Locket's a good item. I've been on that train. I've been playing Train Protector and building Holy Locket first item um, in all my games. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm with it. I think um, if Winter Wyvern's good, Holy Locket is really good on that hero. Um, Phoenix potentially. Um, I wasn't surprised to see Phoenix picked up just because I knew Mars was going to be a big hero here. So naturally, they kind of pair up together. Mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, Curl currently has a Holy Locket on Enchantress right now. So yeah, any of these healing heroes, Holy Locket feels 
even better than it already kind of is. I'm not sure if you can actually pick up that item without being doing heals. Um, but but like the healing yeah, healer, the healing insane. benefit it gave to like Wisp when uh, when I oh, was, yeah. was uh, you know tethering to someone. It looked uh-huh. to me like the Wisp ate a cheese, but there was no. Yeah, cheese I think I that. literally. I think I literally did play-by-play of a fight where we lost sight of GH, and I saw him again, and I assumed that he had eaten a cheese. I think I called out that he ate the cheese. But there was no cheese. <laughs> and I think there might not have been a cheese. I, I may have lost track of what Roshan we were on at the time. So, yeah, I think I, I called out that he ate a cheese, and he just didn't <laughs> He didn't have one. It was, it was just insane. It was, he went from, like... 20% HP to full in the course of like the one second that he wasn't on my screen. So wild stuff. Anywho, th- this, this major, I know that we're like, you know, we're into wild cards and half a day of groups day two, but like pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty yeah, no, the, the, solid. The wild card was very competitive. AS Monaco Gambit took three draws against teams and they were obviously going to be the weakest team because they had two stand-ins after, um, you know, their their team kind of got broken up by Seneco and um, no one leaving. So they were the weakest team by far and they took three draws. Uh, and I think that says a lot. The wild card as a whole was super exciting. Group stage after day one, every single team had tied. Um, there isn't a single team um, that has only had losses. Liquid, <laughs> Liquid all, is almost there. But as you said, I think they, yeah, they probably have faced the toughest teams. Evil Geniuses is definitely um, in pretty good form. Enigma um, and Vici Gaming are both uh, coming for the wild card. So, of course, they're going to do good. Um, that is not surprising at all. So. No, it's 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 really it's really good as long as you're not a liquid fan like me and currently just sweating bullets and being like, well, okay, the the best is yet to come. There there there. Did you see our intro, by the way? It says, so you watched the series. You did you watch Kyle and I's intro to that? Uh, refresh me. Uh, they they were talking about a split decision on the panel, whatever, and just on like a you know I heard that and whatever reason I just improv'd it. I was like, well, we don't have a split decision here on the casting desk is uh to prove it uh we'll go ahead and say on three what team we think is going to win this series and i did a one two three and then we both ended up saying nigma <laughs> it was actually perfectly in sync i could not have i didn't plan that at all that just happened to work out really well man i'm actually uh, i have the stream up in the background and i'm watching your your one piece man intro right now so you know <laughs> You, you and Kyle back yeah. at it again, man. The the intro of uh, with all with all of the talent, which I think is actually pretty fun uh, as as a recurring mm-hmm. content piece because the music actually helps it a lot. Um, I love made by Odie Pixel, by the way. Owen actually made that music. Um, of course, the lyrics is is sang by somebody they hired on Fiverr. Uh, the the guy also wrote the lyrics. Um, but yeah, like Owen composed that music. Uh, just he's, really cool stuff. I he's think. so good at you know his job that we know him for that you forget that he's also like a classically trained musician. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think I think uh, from what I heard from Shiver, he was actually more excited about making the music than he was about anything involving the tournament <laughs> and casting anything like that. It's probably been a minute since he's done it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, it, it, he needs that bit of encouragement because he's very harsh on himself 
uh, about creating music. So, yeah. I think it's a good quality. I think mm-hmm. I think it's just generally a good quality to have as long as it doesn't go too overboard. I I was I was making a point, but I'm I'm mildly distracted. Oh, the, the the intro is good. It's a good recurring content piece. Uh, my my favorite part about the intro is: Were you around when they were filming Jenkins? Um, no. They call this in two by two. I think to to record that whole thing. Gotcha. We had to do. They dressed us up, did makeup, and then we had a photo shoot, and then we did a bit of video, which is where the intro comes from. So I don't know how many takes Jenkins did of of the uh, Pulp Fiction thing uh, that, that, mm-hmm. that he was mm-hmm. recreating, but if you pay attention, he breaks, and he actually... Yes. He breaks, and you can see him trying so hard to keep a straight face and not conceal a smile, and it's yeah. very subtle but when i yeah. saw that the, the the fucking funniest thing to me wasn't the meme he was doing wasn't the rest of the video it's the fact that jenkins didn't keep it together and was just like mm-hmm. making himself laugh i i had yeah. so much fun watching that <laughs> yeah no i know i noticed it too every time the the slight smile he gets he, he, I think it, it starts off he does pretty good with a straight face but then as it goes on starts, <laughs> he starts back and he goes yeah, yeah, just a slight, slight little grin starts popping out. It's an audio podcast; no one can see unless they're watching on YouTube. My face doing that motion. Um, it's it's been uh it's 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 been interesting because you know, I feel like we've gotten the full package, and we've also gotten just so much clear investment and willing to pivot from we play that it's been interesting, right? Like, what were people's mm-hmm. concerns about the major, you know, group stage day one? Ah, it's the observing. People are upset about the observers. What do they do? Fucking, hey JJ, here's a bag of money. Can you can you come can you come help us? Cool. Okay. I hired, are... hired Script too for the other stream as well. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, their their fucking graphics are good. Their set is obviously phenomenal. Their Mm-hmm. They're spending time doing hair and makeup for everybody. Like, I like that everyone is kind of uh, in one room together. It's really cool to me um, that that sometimes you can hear the other stream and the other casters pop off. Um, yeah, it's th- they've already created like like this this really rad experience. And I mean, I know that we expect a lot from We Play at this point because they seem to knock it out of the park. But I would go far as to so go as far as to say that this is the best thing they've done. <laughs> Yeah, WePlay is definitely trying to make a statement with this. So the uh, the Animator is, I, I think, a uh, certainly a mastercraft of broadcasting um, for esports. Just everything that they've done has been almost everything they've done has been really, really good. Um, which is why it's uh, it's a shame that it's happening like during COVID and and stuff like that. Like just think how much better it would be if they could. If we we play has get. never done an event not in COVID, right? Like, have they done an event with a live audience? That was no. They they did. Uh, remember, they did the Mad Moon. They was did there an um, there? that one. Yeah, uh, maybe not an audience, but there was for Bukabel, the miner. Okay. The miner that was up in the mountains, right? And that the whole winter theme that they had going on. Mm-hmm. So uh, that one had an audience, albeit not a very large one. Mad Moon. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't remember. They might have. For the last two days or something, I'm not sure. Um, so I, I know one thing that some people are a little less than excited about. We play for is uh, mm-hmm. for some reason their schedule isn't set for the games and the broadcast times. Do you have any insight into this or insight you can share? I know that I saw people on Twitter 
uh, just complaining from the team side of like, hey, why are they uh, switching match times 16 hours before the matches and making me like wake up at different times or, you know, change the order so, the teams are playing? Like that seems that seems a little odd to me. So I know one thing was that Valve, um, there is a little bit of back and forth as far as I understand between we play and Valve when it comes to the scheduling of matches. Um, we'll talk about that specific in a second, but there was a situation where um, I think they specifically did not release the group stage day one schedule at all until the wild card was done because Valve did not want the teams that are already in the group stage to have a competitive advantage over the wildcard teams who were still playing. Basically, they wanted teams to have the same amount of time to prepare for their upcoming match as everybody else. That seems fine. Way. I, I don't have any complaints um, with that. Yeah. And then uh, as I don't know exactly um, what happened with today's schedule and why that changed, but I do know today was supposed to be five series. Um, and they cut it down to four. So I, I believe um, I know we play is trying to make people happy. <laughs> they're just trying to make everybody happy. Seemingly everybody happy, but well, never mind. Uh, they're they're trying to make everybody happy. Um, so I don't know if they cut it down from five series because um, teams didn't want to be. Able, I know there was like one or two teams that would have to play three series in one day. So I don't know if that complaint. Uh, if they were um, so adamant about that complaint that we play back down from having five series in one day and went to four, which therefore changes the schedule in some regard. I, I don't know. Uh, what I, I remember I, I, looking at... I do know is they're trying to, to make everyone happy and obviously all the teams have different preferences. Some teams want to be able to play back-to-back -back games. Some teams don't want to do that absolutely at all um, as just one example of preferences. I remember looking at Wikipedia, and I think the case was originally that day three and four of groups, there was only one stream, but now day three of groups has two streams again. Yeah. So yeah. To, to accommodate for less games per day. Um, yeah. So, like, that, yeah. that, could, that could be cool. Um, uh, having to switch it up, when you do switches like that kind of last minute, I think that they actually changed the schedule. They gave three different schedules. They changed the schedule twice at the end of the day yesterday, uh, as they were, like, actively rearranging stuff at night. I, I heard that from the team side. And I know that you can't do that without someone getting a little bit of a shitty end of the stick. Uh -huh. um, so, what, what do you think about, like, uh, Beast Coast complaints that uh, I, I saw I saw on Twitter from, from Colin that were... Uh, the, the, the chief complaint was Beast Coast had to play an hour earlier than originally anticipated and their games that they had their opponents were swapped. I think it's... Ugh. Honestly, you want my full fucking opinion? I think that's fucking whatever, man. <laughs> like, it's not like they had to play a new opponent that they weren't supposed to play that day or something. Like, they knew both of their opponents. They are going to prepare for both of those opponents. I assume they were playing back-to-back on the previous schedule as well. So it's not like you were going to have a huge amount of time where it's like, you're only going to prepare for this one opponent. And then you have a bunch of time to prepare for the other one. Um, you know, maybe may, if that was the situation, maybe the grievance has a, a little bit more, but like, honestly, it's, it's, I, I think it's whatever. 
I'm, I'm, but you know, then again, I'm not a player. I'm not under that stress. But I, I just know that, like, uh, in general, teams and players have so many complaints um, that people you try and accommodate everything you can. Uh, but you know, sometimes, sometimes I, I actually think what I, truthfully, what I really feel is I actually feel like too many tournament organizers bend over backwards trying to uh, accommodate teams and players and their complaints. That... Uh, whether it's on the admin side or the um, the player management side, I... It's a very fucking privileged that <laughs> position makes... that we're in. That makes sense because ultimately the events are nothing if they don't have the right teams come, right? So you kind of need to bend a little bit of a knee. But also, you know, what what is that line between catering to teams, doing what they wish, making them happy, but also having, you know, a firm stance as the person who is organizing the event? Like, like th there yeah. is a line to be towed. And again, with the shifting schedule, some people get a little messed up. And I think that I... I do have a mild amount of empathy for a situation like Beast Coast where they're like, oh, well, this kind of changes how we would have prepared. Like, I'm sure it does. Is it majorly impactful? Maybe for them it is, and that's why they feel grieved about it. But, like, you know, they, they were going to play both teams. It's a, they were going to play both teams yeah, anyways. And ultimately it's a land. Like, fucking, you can't find a banana for breakfast, and that may affect how you end up performing. Like, there's always going to be something that happens in a land environment. The the test of truly good teams is being able to overcome uh, the 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 little hiccups that happen. Right, your your chair isn't able to actually get at a height where you're able to get maybe the the uh, the arm part to be able to be totally flush with the desk. That's an example of something that like really annoys me when I don't have that. Right, mm -hmm. I don't have it here in this current hotel setup. That's why I'm speaking of it. And uh, but like, you know, the, like those little things can affect you. But the, the mark of a truly great professional player is being able to overcome these minor adversities and being able to perform anyway. I mean, fucking I like I remember like S4 sitting on some sort of fucking metal uh, metal chair, fucking feverish as hell because he got the flu in China, you know, wrapped up in blankets and shit and still playing. Like, I remember, like, that. that is a mark of, like, a truly, you know, somebody who is going above and beyond and being able to perform still. Um, so whenever, you know, these these sort of things, like, you know, a slight schedule change or something like that, I, I don't have that much sympathy for because you know, shit happens at LAN events. That's just the, the way it kind of goes, so... Uh, I'm I'm mildly watching this liquid draft that's going on, so I'm trying to pay as much attention to you. But they also just third picked <laughs> Druid for Koikva, and they grabbed a pug. Oh no! And and <laughs> LGD's playing Dro Slardar, so like, uh huh, uh huh. Oh god, um, this is <laughs> when you really need to win a game. Yeah, lone Druid. Hey, if it makes you feel any better, just remember Nigma. If they do well enough here, yes, are going to yes. get directly invited to I DI. I want Nigma to win the fucking event. Nigma needs to Liquid win the versus event. OG in TI qualifiers. And again, you guys have lost literally five games in total out of like 30, 30 plus against OG. And you've only lost one series. Viking, so Viking if it comes GG down to actually, those two. Viking GG scares me more than, than Nygma does in those, <laughs> those qualifiers. I'm gonna, or excuse me, than OG does. Or OG. Really honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm going to try I'm gonna try not to pay attention to that. Speaking of okay. people being grieved in WePlay, I mean, uh -huh. you know, the, the thing that if we were doing a podcast 
in the middle of last week that we would have been talking about is, holy shit, this remake situation. But I feel oh. like, I feel like because of the way the games after it played out, because Nygma oh. ended up winning, because Nygma did make it into the the group stage, it's mm-hmm. less of a thing. I think if if Nigma uh, lost and was not in group stage right now, people would still be. Th- th- this would be like a big meme. But right now, yeah. I think everyone got a little bit lucky that it's blown over, and we don't have to worry about it as much. That being said, still a bit of a fucked up situation. I oh, you have no idea how fucking relieved we play was, right? Because ultimately, there's there was. Very little control they had over the situation, right? Server fuck up. Okay, that's not on we play. That's on the Valve side. Valve is ultimately the one making the decision because um, we play sort of like asked Valve uh, like what the decision should be, and um, uh, that's good. And so they should kick the decision to Valve. <laughs> yes, hands off. Like yeah, <laughs> I don't want to deal with this. Um, and so they uh, they did pass it off um, to to Valve. And Valve ended up deciding to remake same item six, et cetera, et cetera. If you if you want to know more about that, you can look it up. I'm sure. But yeah, they had to remake a game that Nigma was probably. I asked Cinderin. Cinderin said three to one that Nigma was going to win that game. Um, but the analysts very heavily liked the draft of Team Secret. And uh, it, in a way that ended up proving out to be true because on the remake, Secret just ended up slaughtering Nygma basically off of like one team fight that last time went the way of Nygma. On the second game, on the remake game, it went the way of Team Secret and then they just, they, they never gave up control uh, of the game for the rest of the time. And everything about the analysts that they said about the draft ended up working, it ended up being true in the second game rather than the the first one so um it was a draft advantage most likely for team secret but they didn't execute well enough and and ended up almost losing the original game before a remake came in um so yeah that was like a very stressful situation we play was so relieved because not only the controversy then is easily forgotten because okay nigma made it in anyway but also nigma the most popular western team without a doubt mm-hmm. numbers are so much higher when nigma is playing than any other team not og not the two-time ti winners not team secret one of the most dominant lineups that, that has ever been seen fucking nigma is so important for tournament viewing numbers do you think valve uh reassesses their internal rule book after this incident and eh, probably i mean the, the fact is is that like it probably should have like um so admitting right you usually want hard rules but at the same time you do want to be flexible so in this situation right nigma was clearly winning so yeah it's easy to say well they should be given the option of what do they want do they want a full remake or do they want you know uh, remake with same draft, same items. The, um, but you like, it's easy to say that in that situation, but what if the game was a lot more even than three to one odds? What if it was just straight up a 45, 55, 
you know? Do, who do you give the... Who do you ask? Like, hey, we feel like you guys were winning by 5%, so we're going to ask you, do you want the full remake? Or, you know, uh, in that regard, uh, I'm not sure how much Valve can really take from that. I personally think you should usually trend towards a full remake, uh, but I can what see the, the argument of why. What are the downsides uh, well, to not a full remake every time that this happens? The downside is is that you lose a lot of strategic um, value that a team... So imagine if it was the, the opposite situation. Totally opposite, right? Let's imagine that um, Team Secret was winning that game because they had the superior draft. They outdrafted Nygma, and they were winning as a result of that. A remake has to happen, and Valve makes the, the rule where they do a full remake and a totally separate draft. Well, that's also terribly unfair, right? Because you won that chess match, and now you're going to have to play another chess match in which maybe you revealed something that you that was going to be like a, a like, really like big, a hidden like, like you oh, did this, something this in the draft. Yeah, maybe it was a cheese hero, or maybe it was like an opening that like the enemy team wasn't expecting, so they ended up getting lost. Maybe it was one hero that was versatile that you ended up moving into a different position. There's tons and tons of reasons um, and ways for a draft advantage to be gained, right? So, in that exact opposite scenario, you would agree, right? That that would be terribly unfair. Yes, that that would be not great for the person who had the draft advantage. Yeah, so that goes to show why, like, a full remake would not be good, necessarily. So, um, what if you could resume? Yeah, I, from I don't the, know from the from the replay. <laughs> what if? What if we had a reload feature? What if we had that sort of thing? Uh, yeah, probably the optimum know. situation. Yeah, but you know. Uh, also, for people who say, "Why don't we ever play on land?" Well, I think you have to. I think Valve specifically doesn't have um, the land thing because that's how all of the Dota TV and everything else is connected. I I have no clue, but I'm just gonna assume um, that that is. It's important for it to be on a server. Yeah, I think that changed a little bit. Uh, I think that Dota TV actually behind the scenes became more functional for offsite tournament organizers in COVID time. Um, and actually yeah. helped help some stuff out in terms of remote production, mm -hmm. but that hasn't necessarily fixed stuff for the teams. Man, Sumail is playing Pugna right now. Um, that's fun. <laughs> oh my god. You really are nervous. Oh, um, anywho, just gonna just gonna, just gonna shake this off. Uh, I for other other things uh, coming out of we play. Uh, what, mm -hmm. what, was there some rumblings that uh, slacks? who uh, has been dressed... The Slacks, by the way, Jake, who's not listening to this, big kudos for losing, like, at least 50 pounds. A guy, yeah, guy looks yeah. like... I don't know if he's, like, at the end of his journey or if, like, he's committed to more, but, like, big, big kudos to you, dude. Um, he is committed to more. You're, I'm you're, pretty sure. He's one set of hair plugs away from being a real snack. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, they're not called hair plugs anymore. They're called hair transplants. I would know because I've done a lot of research on it for no particular reason. <laughs> Anywho, um, you know, he's doing these interviews. He's having fun. He's dressed the nines in a hazmat suit, which I think is a little bit trite given that, uh, you know, we're at the tail end of COVID now, but still a little bit funny. Still still part of the times, right? Like, I, I, I think it's a good bit, but... He put a mask on the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, which is the funny thing to do, right? Um, yeah. He walked outside the venue and people got upset about it? Is, 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 is that true? Okay, I've so, only heard rumors about this. 
So what ended up happening here is um, apparently some of the teams had a complaint about a, a Twitter picture that went out from um, Suns fan. So the venue, we went to the venue to see the venue because that's what every tournament organizer wants you to do when it comes to rehearsals. They're like, we'll show you everything. Mm-hmm. And of course, me being a caster, I'm sitting there going like, what are you going to show me where the headset is? Like, what? I don't, I don't need anything. Why do I have to be here? Um, but, you know, then they also have actual rehearsals where the talent sit down and stuff. They actually didn't do those rehearsals. They ended up uh, doing it the next day with only the people who would be required for the, the very first day. They were actually really good about it. They, they let us, they realized they weren't ready and let us go. I've had other tournament organizers be like, sorry, guys, we're not ready. And then we wait five hours there. They're like, well, we are uh, paying. Just waiting to do rehearsals. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. You are, you are I mean, getting paid. So, they I mean, you know, you can, you can sit there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we ended up going to the venue and, um, and the venue right outside of the venue, it's like in this center area where there's like a lot of Ukraine, um, Kiev monuments and like maybe some government buildings or something like that. And, uh, just outside of the venue, like literally on the stairs, like just off the stairs that go up into the venue, which is entirely WePlay's building, I believe, or something. Um, Suns fan goes, Slacks, take a, I'm going to take a romantic picture of you in front of all of this. And, and then, you know, Slack stands there, um, and, you know, with his ugly face, he makes his ugly face and stuff. And so that went out on social media. And of course, in the background, you could see there's some people, um, some people there, they're obviously like 30, 40 feet away from him, uh, maybe even more, but, um, there is people, it just looks like you're in a public area. And of course, teams, some teams saw that and were like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like you guys are breaking the bubble and shit like that. And it's a kind of a misunderstanding, but it does go to show that there, there has definitely been very different team receptions to the, uh, COVID safety rules here for this tournament, which we hypothesized and has to be a little bit home region based, right? Like I'm assuming yeah. that that's, that's where it's coming from. If I had to guess, I'd say like, you know, Quincy crew is probably cares a lot more about it than I don't know. Spirit. Yeah. I, I think it's fair to say that anyone from the Eastern European region probably cares a bit less because that their norm for them and where they're living is people just go around without masks and stuff. So obviously they don't really care. Um, same goes with Sweden where I obviously you guys have heard me complain about that many times. So Ukraine's the exact way. Nobody wears masks. So uh, just straight up, region difference right ukraine versus singapore and just the places that they're at the, the the country is treating it very very differently um so we play i think has done a pretty good job in all honesty i would i would tell you guys if i felt unsafe um i would tell you if i i feel fantastic and i'm just gonna be honest here i feel pretty good uh even if i wasn't vaccinated this is a risk that i am willing to accept um there were things that maybe could have been a little bit safer, but honestly, I feel like uh, I, I I am content anyway. Um, as somebody who kind of like needs to go to these places to make money, um, it's it's acceptable. I think it's pretty acceptable. Um, other teams um, feel like it's not good enough in comparison to Singapore because Singapore was in a, a country that was Super very, very, very tight. Super yeah, very, very locked down. Um, 
and just being in Ukraine is unfortunate uh, for from their perspective. Um, and then, you know, so they want things even tighter. And then other teams are complaining like, but why do we have to get a COVID test once a week or twice a week? I don't know what the rules are. The nose actually, swab went too like, far in my nose. Uh, yeah, yeah, the nose, <laughs> yeah, the nose swab goes too far up our nose. Like, y you don't really need to go like, that far up Shut up. <laughs> And uh, so it's funny how like teams, the both sides are complaining about this one thing, but they're very polar opposite views. Uh, so uh, non sequitur for no particular reason at all that I have this question coming to mind right now. Mm -hmm. um, does Pugno life drain tick fast enough to hurt TA refraction? Uh, it burns through refraction. If that, if that, are you go through refraction? No, 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 no. But like, how, how quick does life drain tick? Uh, um, I don't know, but it would it burns through refraction pretty quickly. Okay, yeah, we so, can. Yeah, but that's totally random, right? No, that's totally. I I, I, I was you know right I, I've now. been thinking about Pugna a lot recently, and I, and yeah, I you know it's, it's, just, it's just it's in the brain. I, yeah, I've, I've, I really like green hero. It's my favorite color. Um, okay, you know. it, it uh, drains in 0.25 second intervals, so quarter of a second. So, so every... after a quarter of a second of you start casting, it starts doing damage. So in one second, it will do four ticks of refraction it will burn through four ticks gotcha and how many ticks is refraction so, uh i believe it's uh seven oh man what a, dude, what a home out, so dude, dude, what, yeah with the talent yeah i think so I'm, uh, i should probably know this seeing a templar assassin is easily one of the uh, most popular heroes oh damn it it's only six I was thinking of seven because it's plus seven when you get the level 25 talent so it goes up to uh oh no it's plus eight <laughs> so it goes, goes up to 14. To 14. Yeah. I, I was um, thinking it was seven and seven split. Um, yeah, no, no thinking about Pugna for that particular reason. What a dude, TA seems wild uh with, with the is is it the shard of the ags that makes you all teleporty? Uh the agonims is what teleports you. The shard is what makes the trap silence you. Dude, Ugh. fucking fucking the the ags feels wild on TA. That's so much mobility. <laughs> so yeah, much mobility. One second. Only takes one second for you to boop disappear. And yeah. it goes through ensnares too. You have to be stunned or silenced to stop that. If you're ensnared, you can still teleport. I don't make know roots, why. make roots stop teleport, or make it like a second and a half or two seconds. It goes so quick. I don't know why. I'm I mean, they about they this. do though. They stop teleport scroll. They stop you from blinking. So why would it not work for TA trap? That's the, weird, the, the fucking weirdest thing. Fucking Dota, man. I don't know why I'm thinking about this. It's just weird. Just just a pop quiz. TA crazy hero right now. I think we're gonna see a lot of TA at this major. We already have. Mm -hmm. I think we're gonna see more of it continually. Feels like a good yeah. hero. Um, oh, let me just say, just real quickly, going back to the whole uh, remake situation, I had a ball, absolute ball, and I think some of the other talent did as well. Reading through all the new threads that came out, uh, there were so many people who were so mad because they were all betting on the game and they lost their money in a game that they felt like they should have won money in. And so their Reddit threads just filled up with, this is a scam tournament, scam tournament. I lost $2,000. I lost, there was one guy who was like, I lost my life savings. Your life savings? Oh, you're doing Don't something gamble wrong. your life savings. Like, what are you, stupid? Jesus. God, um... Yeah, People that mad. is that is they have to remake. And the... if anything, that should prove to you they remaked, and there was two very different outcomes: one in which Nigma very likely would have won, and the other in which Secret dominated. That and it was the same draft. That by itself should tell you. 
you can't just be like, oh, I'm good at Dota. I know drafts. I know who's going to win. Every draft can win. Like, you guys are, are dumb if you're mad about losing money in gambling. You can't. I personally enjoy gambling. And I personally uh, enjoy gambling because I let that money go once I gamble it. If I lose it, I've lost it. I don't care. If I make money off of that, that's fantastic. But, you know, like... This is you but should gambling not be using is more this fun when you win. Any term of investment, you know, it's more fun when you win. <laughs> it yeah. is. It is. The, I've the, had a lot of fun losing money, though. The I, 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 the, I lost that. my life savings person. I, I was like, well, this is pretty funny. Uh, that was that was a very chaotic day on Reddit. Uh, the reason sometimes when stuff like that happens, and you go on Reddit and you click on new, and you realize that there's only like three posts in the last thirty minutes. That's because all the posts are auto-removed until they get manually approved. Because what you don't <laughs> see is the queue of, I think there was about 400 to 500 posts uh, that were all just the same thing of, you know, fucking scam, fucking remake, fuck we play, saw, fuck uh, well, foul, I fuck saw Ligma. the people definitely, I saw the same person or people, there was a couple different ones, and they were commenting in literally every single thread. It was like they were almost copy-pasting the same remark in every single one of those threads. Oh, my God. I'm going to laugh at you, and I'm not going to feel bad about it at all. I think it's hilarious. <sighs> Man. Fun times. Yeah, this tournament has been wild. It's had, uh, it's had some drama. We haven't even seen the main sure. stage yet. We haven't even seen the main stage yet, which is going to be super hype. Uh, and what's funny about this is th this was not the drama that the town was worried about. <laughs> what was the drama that the town was worried about? Talon, the, the drama that the town was worried about was cultural appropriation. Right? It's a hot term right now. I, I think that we, we touched on that a little bit. We're like, oh, well, yes. you guys are all in kimonos. I, I wonder who is and isn't going to like this. Yes. And uh, that that is something that was definitely like, that's what we were worried about. And all of a sudden there was just complaints about literally everything else. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just think that's uh, um, there hasn't been a big threat about that yet. Um, I, I hope it's because people recognize that, like, there, if you do feel wronged about cultural appropriation, feel like some of these things are maybe out of place or something, that it's not any ill will. Um, just speaking from, you know, like seeing the we play people and stuff, there, I don't believe they're ever could possibly be they're just trying to make a hype major that's based around anime and um do you know uh, there's only so many things you could do with anime when copyright is a thing i could i wanted to be able to do a blue arrow for avatar you know i wanted to be ang and apparently we can't do that that's too close that's too close to the that line. makes sense though i don't buy for a fucking second that anyone's gonna do to do copyright law in ukraine maybe yeah maybe because we pay clearly has a fuck ton of money someone might try it but like that feels like a problem in America that probably doesn't exist in Ukraine. Uh, but I, I think it's more so the fact that we play already got a hit in the FGC side of things, or uh, they're the developers pulling out, so they don't want it, like Valve being upset about anything and being like, "Whoa, that that's too close to a certain line or anything." Like ultimately, you know, there's. The yeah. arrow would be really cool, though. That that's a good idea. I know, right? I, was just I like, told Tsunami I, I, I that he could make that. his eyebrows into waves. 
Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah. uh, Ellie did a kawaii boy blush on me the other day. She actually did yeah. my makeup. It was, it was very cute. It didn't show up on camera very well, but I did get a good picture softly. of it. Softly. It did softly. Uh, I, I noticed yeah. it. So, but but yeah, you, it, it could have been it could have been a little more pronounced. I do you know if if we play either talked to or had anyone who is uh, Japanese help with the development of this? I have no clue because no, I don't know. generally when when I am dealing with production stuff in in this current age, there's not a team fight going on. I'm not distracted. Um, uh, Sumail's dead. Uh, Monkey King's dead. This is not bad if they don't take Roshan. Oh, they took Roshan. Okay, never mind. Um, <clears throat> anywho, I'm sorry. I'm I'm incredibly dating this podcast right now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm time stamping it actually. Um, when 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 I am worried about something uh like a cultural appropriation or or anything that that could be uncouth uh in in any way shape or form. Uh, I just generally the go-to is to have people who are experienced and from that walk of life consult on it. And yeah. I suspect that that we play did something like that because what they're doing isn't tasteless. And I think there's a difference when when like you're you're talking about cultural appropriation. Um, there, there's probably there's a, there's obviously a gradient of it of like you know so paying homage to something is not necessarily cultural appropriation making yeah, fun of something line. making yeah. fun of something is and mm-hmm. currently we play and what they're doing feels very tasteful and it doesn't feel like th- what, what my brain goes to and i think this is because i have a lot of friends who are mexican and also i live in los angeles is that like you know i should not be walking uh, around the street let alone doing something on set where i'm wearing a sombrero and shaking maracas right yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. are not wearing wooden shoes, even though you are wearing kimonos, and then like you know, uh, e- e- eating sushi and doing things that would be like considered a- a- offensive. Really, right now you're just using like like a costume as an aesthetic, uh, mm-hmm. and and that doesn't feel bad. But I could definitely understand why someone would still be sensitive to it. So it it yeah. feels like it's in this in this balloon of, of of a gray area, but it feels like it's on the very mild side to me. But if anyone would come to me and tell me, ah, I don't think that's really cool, I would be like, okay, your opinion's probably fair and valid. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. The uh, the the one thing about the uh, the set that I learned is that um, some of it. Um, so part part of the. Uh, Bit of concern. Oh, also, I want to say one thing. The talent has shut some things down. We're like, oh, no, no. That's, good, that's good not a guys. good one. Hell yeah. Good, good, uh, good on you. But I would say the the um, set and some of the things that you see in the background. Um, so there were some things that um, Ellie especially pointed out to me. She was like, that's not actually Japanese or anime at all. Uh, that's Chinese. And, uh, and apparently they're reusing some of the set from the Dragon Temple tournament that they did for mortal Kombat, which obviously is you know chinese set so good good, good way to say yeah good yeah so in a way they're saving money but it but then again it does become this weird bleed where like well not chinese isn't the same as japanese and that's kind of like weird like oh dear but nobody has really made that complaint so it's uh 
So far, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mostly just hope this this major is mostly drama three drama drama free because I feel like um, oh, it's already plays. drama filled with Enigma stuff. Well, like you know, you, yes, well, <laughs> you know, but drama drama based off of the games, not you know, drama based off of you know, like potential COVID situations that would obviously be terrible. Anything like. Um, you know, people feel like the event needs to be canceled or anything like that. Not just because I'm in it, but just because I know we play is uh, just like trying really hard for this. And they really want it to be uh, a really good tournament uh, for not just the players, but the fans as well. So, I mean, as far as uh, I'm concerned, I, Austin, you're the best immersed versatile caster ever. So how can there be drama? There's there's only praise. Like, have you looked at Reddit? There has been a lot of praise going out around for a lot of people. Apparently, Effie's doing a good job. People are happy with her. People are very happy with Jenkins uh, as he is quickly becoming beloved. Suns fan is here and Suns fans with Sindarin. That's been a great duo. Um, so people are happy with that. Gareth even got a shout out thread at some point in time, which uh, he has been, in my opinion, criminally underrated. Uh, for whatever reason, people just really don't take to him. But he even has gotten a, a bit of love. Uh, is is and that then, because there's like he he's like people are just apathetic towards him because i think that he he never really stands out in my mind i've talked to him mm-hmm. many times in person like he's actually an as as with almost basically everybody everyone's so cool and so rad and so down to earth i don't know how he hasn't gotten like more opportunities because he's been around for a long time yeah. he's done things at at like a moderately high level for a long time but he's always kind of yep. left out of the conversation when we see people like rise and fall, right? It feels like people just forget about yes. him almost. Yes. I think he, yeah, There, there's like, he joined, joined Dota and it was like Toby, Cap and Blitz. And then like, he was like the third person and we've just joined Dota group there. There wasn't enough room for like a third person to really shine so much. So like already starting there, not going to feel amazing. Um, and then, you know, like he gets shit on like everybody does when they first join, join Dota. Because uh, it's just I don't know, the way the way it goes, because, you know, when I joined, I wasn't Toby. So therefore, I needed to be flamed as much as possible. And then with Garrett joins, he's not Cap and Blitz and he's not Toby. So he also deserves to be flamed horrifically. Um, and yeah, like I, I actually feel like when I've listened to him lately, um, he's come into his own a little bit more. I almost uh, feel like he's more comfortable with casting. Technically, he's been, I think, pretty proficient for a long time. I think, to be honest, like, I feel like there's just, like, if he had, like, 10% more charisma, if he was, like, 10% more personable, and people could relate to him more. Um, but I feel like he is, he is just, in some ways, he's proficient and does the job, and but people aren't really drawn to him, um, which is a shame. It's, you know, I, I, I wish people... Because I like Gary. I think he's he's a, a swell guy. My time with him has uh, always been enjoyable. So, you know, it's uh, I would like to see him succeed more. But uh, for whatever reason, he just hasn't. Maybe this will be a good opportunity for him, though. We'll see. I hope so. So, yeah. I truly. But yeah, then I got a very nice thread about me today. And I am just quite chuffed about it because it is a thread that somebody put in a lot of time and effort into they analyzed my casting and i was mm, 
It was very nice. I was very happy. I don't care if that blows up at all, but that uh, that was one of the nicest threads I've ever read. So very, very happy to know that I am still getting better as a caster. Confidence boost, man. You're going to mm-hmm. go crush the rest mm-hmm. of the major. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, these sort of things. <laughs> well, you got Kyle away. as an albatross around your neck, right? So... I just did the thing that I I, I yeah. just did the thing that I've been criticizing people for doing for like fucking a month. God damn it! Has <laughs> done a, a, a pretty good job of making sure to shake off the fact that he's under all this pressure and responsibility of being a part of the tournament organizer while also being talent. So that's gone all right. I did uh, some casts with uh, BSJ. That went pretty well. Um, I think BSJ. Isn't a big BSA is definitely better on a panel, but he's learning how to be a better caster. And then I'm gonna tomorrow, I believe, I'm gonna do a cast with um AY. He asked me today when we were at dinner, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, because obviously, I think I I shine pretty well when I'm with somebody who like really understands the game because I understand the game pretty well, so I can ask really good questions i think i can get a lot out of uh, a really good expert so i'm looking forward to that um and yeah we'll just see how it goes i i think it's in many ways i felt more pressure for this tournament because owen's not here that naturally it probably falls on me that i'm gonna have to do grand finals not necessarily looking forward to it but it's either me or or, or sun's fan syndrome i'm okay if they do it believe me uh, but I, Dude, I, I, I want to be able to elevate my game enough that people aren't like sorely missing out on the the uh, OD fogged combo, which is still here, but it's remote and very likely won't be doing a whole lot of playoff work. So, Dude, carpe diem, man. You 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 take you take that brass ring and you hold on to it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? Seize the day, carpe diem. No, 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 no. brass ring. Brass ring. Um. I've always used it in the. I've always heard it in the context of like, uh, you, you, the the reaching for success, mm, which is a weird analogy yeah. here because you're already successful, right? But like, you know, sure, if, sure, I, sure. I I I think the brass ring is like the prize or success, and when you're reaching up for it, you're and and to grab it as like people who really who really seize opportunities that are given to them. Usually, there are a larger number of iron rings and one brass one, or just a few. So. Apparently that is, yeah. What, what's the, the, but, the but like brass rings and what? Amongst, yeah. yeah. Huh? Well, like what, what, what's the etymology of that? If, if you're looking it up right now, like like uh, a like, brass like, ring is a small grabbable Greek. ring that a dispenser presents to a carousel rider during the course of a ride. So apparently, it takes dexterity to grab a ring from the dispenser as the carousel rotates. Huh. So then, is that like a like a horse racing thing? No. I think it's like literally like the carnival ride carousel. Oh. Yeah. I feel like this is definitely something that is older than, because I've never seen this before. Yes. Rider of the flying horses carousel reaches for the brass ring. Huh. Yeah. What What a weird analogy that I've never actually looked up why it makes any sense. Yes, 1880 to 1921 was when those things were popular. So yeah, it's it's been a while. <laughs> Fuck, I'm an old it's man. Been uh, it's been a while, um, dude. I uh, I think I'm gonna leave you because uh, I've only gotten actively more sweaty as we've been recording and watching. Uh, Has and, Liquid One or lost yet? 
No, uh, they oh, still have. But they're a, down by six k. They yeah they they they're down by six k, and I think that it's really hard for Sumail at this point in the game to be able to do something with the pugna, uh, mm-hmm. and we're really relying on Mickey to be able to kind of pop with this Monkey King. I think that Koikfa isn't like necessarily having the impact. And Sadie's been great on AA. Um, and, and Taiga is... I really like uh, Liquid's drafts when they do early tiny. I think it's one of their better uh, flex heroes because uh, they could play it in basically three rolls, even though I think mm. that Taiga is the best on it. But we've seen you know Sumail do it too. <sighs> yeah, this group stage is going to be tight. Ooh, scary stuff. I would not want to be uh, a team on the lower half of this current setup. Any team that you're playing is like Icky. It's like, oh, man, EG, Vici, LGD. Uh... My dark horse of the tournament is doing all right for themselves. Team Spirit took a game off of um, both the LGD, EG, and Vici gaming, and they have only lost 2-0 to Nigma. So they have to fight Beast Coast, TNC and Liquid, who are all on, those are the three current teams with the worst records. So I feel like my Dark Horse pick is sort of paying off. They actually show legit potential. It's just, it's so obvious that inexperience is what is costing them some games. They should have actually probably uh, had a good chance of 2 owing Vici, but huh. they lost a game because of inexperience, I think. Well, Liquid's going to lose this game. Um <laughs> I'm pretty sure at this point. This A this Aegis should probably finish the game off. I don't know if this MK ult does anything. Sad. Sad, sad. They sad. can't get on top of anybody. Well, you know, maybe LGD's the fourth best team. And I you know, I I, I think teams. that they you know, as with the side of Beast Coast, they've they've played they've played really the best teams in the group stage. I mean, LGD, mm-hmm. Vici, mm-hmm. China, woof, Nigma, oh sure, god. Sure. Um, yeah, so so my co- my coping mechanism is that Nigma is doing so well, they're going to secure themselves a TI spot off of this event by like making it to grand finals, and then mm-hmm. uh, we only have to win the TI qualifiers. Yes, you only have to beat Viking GG and Tundra and OG and any other European team that decides to look good and stand up. Hey man, if TA is good, then Brame is super scary. Yeah, Brame, uh, Brame, Hellbear Smashers, uh, Level Up. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of teams. Hey, you start in the upper bracket, though. Remember that for the TI qualifiers, you start in the upper bracket. So, good sign there. It'll probably be mm-hmm. the first seed. Like, it'll be the first seed, and and if if Nigma get qualified. Yeah, so. yeah, you will be. So, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, go, go and go cross myself and find some holy water. And um, I'm I'm going to get off this call, get on the exercise bike. Exercising a, a bad luck demon that's following you in liquid. <laughs> what? what? I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. I'm just. Whew, <laughs> whew, whew. You know what? You know what I'm thinking. This is uh, this 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 is painful right now. But we are potentially making like a full like near documentary length piece. I think if everything goes right and the best oh. possible story that could happen is having a really shit major and then a qualifier that you win and then a good TI story. That's that mm. is a story arc, which you need for engaging media. So maybe 
Maybe the boys are just are just are just telling me make a good make a good piece of content. Or or it could be a really terrible documentary if you guys just lose at the major and lose at the qualifier. That's no longer a story at all. Um <laughs> No. I don't know. That that's actually literally impossible. Literally impossible. Uh, Incredibly well, I, I do hope Liquid does well for both your sake and theirs. Okay. On that note, see you next week. Good luck with the rest of the, right. the event. Because it will not be done? No. Maybe. When does the event wrap up? Uh, the, the, I the presume 12th? it's... Next Sunday. Maybe. Yes. Next, next Sunday. So the next time we talk... Uh, we'll probably record on Monday because I have the day off Monday. I don't fly out. So the tournament should be done. Great. Yes. Okay. We'll find out what happens to Nygma. Hopefully champions of the of, of the We Play Annie Major and securing their own spot to, to, to TI. Yeah, right. <laughs>